Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of smart, compassionate guests, you will come away with insights and tactics to help you find the agency and space to simplify and declutter your home, time, mental space, and more. Hello, friends. Thank you to everyone who provided feedback on the Edit Your Life survey. It has been such a delight to sift through those responses. And thanks to you all, I have a ton of wonderful work and planning to do for this show. So I just wanted to say thank you again, because I know the minutes during the day are precious. And those of you who filled it out gave me some of your minutes. So that's a big deal. Now, speaking of that feedback, one topic request that came up repeatedly was meal planning. Because yes, I know meals, they still need to get to the table. There are so many of them and it can be hard. So the repeat requests to talk about meal planning offered the perfect motivation for me to bring an interview with the wonderful Jane Maynard out of the locked archives. This conversation with Jane originally broadcast April, 2019. That is so hard to believe. And at the time of this interview, Jane had shared over 600 weekly menu plans on her website this week for dinner. Now Jane has nearly 800 weekly menu plans on her website. And I just felt like things were kind of happening for a reason, because when I went to her website to just check and see what she was up to, it turned out that she had taken a couple months off from the site during the November to January stretch and recently shared about her recommitment to cooking after a period of time where life was very much in flux. If that's not being spacious and gracious with real life, I don't know what is. So it's perfect that this episode is called Real Life Meal Planning Tips. I loved listening to this episode again as I was preparing for the remix. Jane and I talk about many things. For example, the importance of accountability and sharing, as well as crowdsourcing ideas for menu plans. That's a big anchor of her website, actually, is the community crowdsourcing. I also love Jane's holistic view to meal planning and really how she integrates it in a realistic way into the rest of life. I also thought it was funny that one thing we talk about is Todoist and integrating it into menu planning and shopping. Wow, I have been singing Todoist praises for a long time, apparently. There is a mini edit from last year on how to use it. 
it was just really funny to hear us talking about Todoist. And by that point in our conversation, I had only used it for work productivity. And now I use it for so many things, including food planning. So that was really cool to see that little evolution. Another important thing that we cover is different nutritional needs and how to handle that. And I especially loved being reminded of Jane's reframing perspective of how to handle food allergies or aversions and about the new surprises that that can bring into a family's life. After a quick break, we'll get to our conversation with Jane Maynard. Did you know that hyaluronic acid naturally occurs in our skin, but decreases gradually as we age, leading to thinner, drier skin? If you're looking for support hydrating your skin from the inside out, check out one of the tools in my hydration arsenal, Rituals Hyacera, which I take every morning. Rituals products are tested and validated by a third party for allergens, microbes, and heavy metals, and Hyacera is clinically proven to reduce fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. They also engage in industry-leading sustainability standards and are a female-founded B Corp, which means they hold themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. Want to join me in hydrating from the inside out? Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com edit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com edit for 25% off. Especially in this digital age, since we're well beyond handwritten journals and letters to convey history, the preservation of stories is so important, especially from the moms and mom figures in our lives. And if you've been looking for a way to collect those stories but aren't sure how to start, I have a recommendation for you. StoryWorth makes it easy. Every week, they email a loved one of your choosing a question prompt that you pick. For example, what advice would you give your 20-year-old self? And what aspects of having children didn't turn out the way you expected? Your loved one responds to that email with a story of any length. You will receive copies of these emails as they are submitted, and after one year, StoryWorth compiles the stories and any photos provided into a keepsake book. A friend recently shared how moving it was that her mom gifted copies of her StoryWorth album to immediate family members, a genius idea for expanding the preservation and sharing of those stories to people in different households and generations. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com edit. That's storyworth.com edit to save $10 on your first purchase. Welcome, Jane Maynard. I am so glad to finally have you on the Edit Your Life show. Hello. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. So excited. I would love for you to share kind of a general view of your approach to family meal planning mm -hmm. and then like any secrets for how you make it not onerous. I'm one of those creative people who I think I'm organized, but to the rest of the world, I don't look very organized. Like my husband is always perplexed by my organization. And so it wasn't something that was kind of natural to my personality to sit down and make a menu every week. Um, but when I did it, it always felt good. And the blog is always kept me accountable. I mean, I'm on, I don't even know. I have over 600. I've been doing it for over 600 weeks now. So wow, because the blog is there, it makes me plan my menu, which has been awesome. So, so I think that's the first thing is some sort of accountability. And I feel like there are people 
who posts their menus on my blog. So the idea is I post my weekly menu and then in the comments, people can share their weekly menu and you can kind of get ideas from each other that are real life ideas instead of something kind of fancy that you might get on a, on a food website or something. And um, accountability is huge. So whether it's you make a resolution for yourself or you're planning with a friend or you're going to my blog and saying, I'm going to put my menu in the comments every week, whatever it is, um, that has definitely kept me on track all these years. Um, and then in terms of what I plan and how I plan, I really do. It's, it's funny. Um, my friend's husband once said, why don't you just copy and paste old menus? Like, <laughs> you know, I was like, complaining about having to get my menu up that weekend. And I was like, I don't know for me. Like, I really do use these. And I really, so I sit down every week and I look at what people posted last week and get ideas. And I look at my calendar and I'm really realistic about my meal plan. And I think that's probably the second thing is I've got accountability and then being realistic. So I don't plan fancy meals if I know it's a busy week or I plan a meal that's good for leftovers knowing like two days after that day are going to be crazy or plan. I plan eat out nights. You can see it on my blog. There's always eat eat out nights planned in for those days. I know I need it or I might want it. So I think those are the two biggest things for me in terms of my approach to getting my meal plan done every week. I think that's fantastic. So we will have talked about the website, but you know, it's this week for dinner, right? Dot mm-hmm. com. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I kind of, you know, I've, I've, gone and I've seen the, um, you know, the menus, but then it's the menu plans, but then it's funny. I hadn't even really thought about how uh, crucial the comments are to Mm -hmm. really crowdsourcing ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and then just to kind of drill it down just a second further, I, I love that, um, how you talked about really integrating your planning into really thinking about, okay, what does my week look like? Mm -hmm. Um, what days are crazy and Mm -hmm. giving yourself the free pass to be okay with a takeout night, or I've seen your leftover nights too. Like, um, do you find like you have a regular, that's a regular thing. You have certain slots like that, um, that help you kind of give a little bit of buffer for time. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's interesting. Um, I actually had somebody ask once like, well, are you really making this stuff? You know? (laughs) And I was like, well, my menus are pretty, they're not that crazy. I don't think, you know, but I'm like, sure, I'll track it for two weeks. And, and I found I mostly follow it and, and the re, but things might move, you know, like the days might change. Um, but I think the reason I follow it is because I base my grocery shopping on my meal plan. And so that's the food that's ready for me to grab and prepare. I do kind of have a pattern in my head every week. So like, Monday through Wednesday, I kind of plan on cooking. And then Thursday, I plan on leftovers. Friday, I plan generally sort of an easy meal. And Saturday, I kind of plan eat out. But, you know, sometimes the Saturday and Friday will switch around. Sometimes on Sunday, I want to cook something fancy. Sometimes it's breakfast for dinner. And I'm, and I'm flexible with that. But there's kind of a general structure in my head around how I'm doing it. However, like we said, like you asked, um, the days are different each week right especially as your kids get older right um and so i just really flexibility is key but i think for me it's a lot of it is tying it to my grocery shopping and so it's being able to have the food at your fingertips so you'll actually be able to cook it and i find that the grocery shopping tends to be kind of the sticking point for me each week so the meal planning that you know that takes 10 minutes of my day well 
it would take me 10 minutes if I wasn't posting it on a blog. It takes a little bit longer because I have to <laughs> prepare it for a blog, but um, it's really not that time consuming. For me, it's the grocery shopping and the key to making my meal plan successful each week and actually using it is knowing I have time to go to the store. And so my meal planning sometimes will go around knowing when I will go to the store. So like, for example, our farmer's market is on Wednesday afternoons. And so sometimes I'll kind of shift when my leftover night is or when my eat out night is knowing I'm going to make it to the market and then swing by the grocery store on the way home. I just really do find that the the actual shopping for the food plays into when I plan, but also is critical to me being able to follow the plan. Because if you don't have the food in your house and it's a busy night and then you go to make dinner and you don't, and it's, and it's a lot of work to get the, to get the ingredients, you're not going to do it. You're not going to cook. So. Yeah, absolutely. Now, speaking of planning in our pre-interview chatter, you had mentioned to me that you use my beloved to-doist. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not mine, but I use it a lot and recommend <laughs> it to like everyone. <laughs> um, so you use that app for your meal planning, which of yeah, course I, I am super curious about. So tell us a little bit about the specifics of how you make that work. Well, first I have to say thank you. And you've been telling me to try to do us for years and I just barely did. I know it's so good. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. I can't even, the longer I use it, the more I realize how I can utilize it. Anyway, it's amazing. So thank you. Um, but in terms of my food shopping and my meal planning, it's awesome. So I have, um, I have a grocery store list set up and my husband, I share that with him so he can add to it if he needs something. Um, and then I have a, I have a Costco list and I have a farmer's market list. And then I also, so like when I think of something, your phone's always at your fingertips. So as soon as I'm, as if, if I'm cooking or I'm in the car and I remember I need this or whatever, I just put it into Todoist immediately and then I'll have to think about it. And then wherever I happen to be, whichever store I'm at, that's the list I pull up. Um, and then I also started using imperfect produce. And so I get a produce delivery every Friday. So when I pick my produce on Tuesday, I also have a Todoist that Todoist list where I know what produce is coming Friday. So when I'm out shopping, I can refer to that and know what's coming on Friday and not double buy. It's been amazing. It really has helped my grocery shopping just be so much less stressful and much more organized. And um, I kind of cone married my kitchen around the same time that I started using the to-do, Todoist app. And all of it's just great. It's like I have a better inventory. Like Mm -hmm. as something starts to run out, I add it to my Todoist list and then it's there. And it's just fantastic. It's it's really, really, really transformed kind of the whole stocking my kitchen aspect of everything. Okay, that is amazing because I use it for, you know, project planning, but I had not thought about um, using it for grocery management. So that is awesome. awesome. It's so awesome. And the ability to share the list. So like. Nate can access and add things is is so wonderful. You can't do that in Google List. So yeah. Oh, that that's is fabulous. Key. That's fabulous. Okay. Well, we have more to talk about, but we're gonna take a quick break and right. we'll be right back. Sounds good. As you know, I am all about micro improvements. And if you'd like to dedicate a little time each day to learn a language, I have a great solution for you. Babbel is a science-backed language learning app that offers 10-minute language lessons designed to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Materials are rooted in real-life situations, so you can learn important basics such as ordering food and asking for directions. 
Babbel offers personalized learning content, real-time feedback, tracking, and visualizations. And their speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. No matter what level you are looking for, casual, intense, or something in between, you can enjoy app lessons, podcasts, and live classes from the comfort of your home on your schedule. Here's a special limited time deal for Edit Your Life listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for Edit Your Life listeners at babbel.com edit. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com edit. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash edit. Rules and restrictions may apply. People often talk about the impact of things like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrition on skin, but did you know those things impact your hair too? If you've been dealing with hair thinning, you are not alone, and Nutrafol is here to help. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. I appreciate that they offer formulas tailored to different life stages, such as postpartum and menopause, as well as different lifestyles, such as plant-based diets. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol Women's Hair Growth Supplement for six months. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering Edit Your Life listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code EDIT. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. That's Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, and use promo code EDIT. That's Nutrafol.com using promo code EDIT. Okay, we're back chatting with the amazing Jane Maynard, um, organizational <laughs> kitchen nerd. I love it. Um, so listen, Jane, you um, had told me in advance when we were talking about this, um, about different nutritional needs in your family. And this is mm-hmm. something I really wanted to talk about because, listen, in an ideal world, you know, you hear that thing like uh, you're not a line cook sort of thing. But, yeah. you know, in an ideal world, whoever's making dinner would make one thing. Everyone would eat it. Mm-hmm. But that is just not always possible. No. You know, at for one lots point, of reasons. for lots of reasons, in fact, at one point, and it's not just a picky eater thing. At one point yeah. in my life, we had Laurel was a vegetarian. We thought mm-hmm. Violet had gluten and dairy allergies. Mm-hmm. Mealtimes were just so hard for us. And yeah. so I know you have gone through some food transitions, too. So I would love, you know, your top one or two tips for meal planning when people in your family have really different nutritional needs and preferences. Well, I think it's, you know, it's been interest. It's been interesting. That is for sure. I think um, deconstructing meals is helpful. So for example, um, I found out in September, I have a wheat allergy, which was tragic because mm-hmm. <laughs> I am, I'm a bread expert. And it's not fair. So anyway, I can't eat weed anymore. And that really is an interesting transition. And um, you realize how it's in so much it's food. Everything. Oh, my gosh. Everything. Yeah. And so, but, you know, I'm not going to make my family stop eating it if they don't need to. And so um, I've found like ways to plan meals so that, you know, it's easy for me to kind of like turn it into a salad or just Mm. leave something out or what's the most annoying meal ever is to do um, pasta because 
I literally have to cook a different pot of pasta for myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so sometimes it's not easy and it and it feels like a lot of work. But for the most part, I find like just thinking about meals where I can do easy substitutes mm -hmm. is really, really helpful. The other thing is, is I kind of have brought the family a little bit on the journey with me. And I hate saying journey, but it's felt like a journey. It's felt like this. The last year has felt really weird with food for me because of all these changes I've had to do. And I'm not eating hard. I hardly eat any dairy, way less sugar, no wheat. And so that's a pretty significant change from how I used to eat. And um, they, we, we eat better overall. I cook more and we have better meals. And I, and, you know, taking cheese out of most of our dinners has not been a big deal. Nobody's really noticed it. So, um, so it's been interesting because you know, I'm not forcing them to eat like I do, but some of the meals have changed and they're still really good and it's delicious food. And so they kind of are eating, they're eating healthier too in general, just because I am. And so it's okay to kind of follow your family members, maybe on their <laughs> eating path a little bit. I think that helps a lot, but it's been a very interesting process to say the least. And um, I think it's something you have to just be patient with yourself and with your loved ones and be forgiving of yourself mm -hmm. and figuring it out. Well, I think this is first. I didn't realize, you know, we're actually on very similar pathways here. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't have an official situation, but I've been dealing with a lot of inflammation problems. Yeah. And so yeah. I have I haven't I've cut out carbs. I'm not eating. I make these amazing looking cakes and I don't eat them, which is yeah. really quite tragic. I know, I know. Uh, like all this stuff, it's crazy. Um, but I think your comment about really trying to find those meals that uh, where you don't have to tweak too much in order mm -hmm. for it to feed everybody is mm -hmm. huge. And so it will be the surprise to the surprise of no one that I will recommend tacos as the mm -hmm. ultimate anybody yeah. can eat solution you know if you yes, have gluten totally issues are. or whatever like if you right. do corn tacos right. um so yeah i think that's that's really huge no um, so uh, mexican food has been life-saving <laughs> the last yeah. week well, and i discovered i can give you the link but i discovered using fresh masa to make tortillas oh and it's like okay. i can't even you have to kind of track down a tortilleria where you live that sells fresh masa because a lot of places use maseca which is the you know flour version of that but it's magical food it's been really fun so it's that's the other thing is it opens you up to other kinds of foods too don't you think like there's all these things i'm trying that i would never try it otherwise that are really great well i love that you said that and i will make a direct recommendation that you also and our listeners if anybody is dealing with this kind of stuff um Try Korean food. It's like mm -hmm. so vegetable and yeah. protein based. Um, yeah. And it's like such a non-carb, non-dairy kind of cuisine. So right. I think that's would be a great thing, too. I think the most interesting thing last year, too, is um, when people basically I got like crazy rash on my face, which is what triggered all of this. And when my doctor suggested diet might be behind it, I thought she was crazy and she wasn't. She was 100 percent right. And um and I think the two biggest takeaways for me is it's been a lot easier than I thought it would be to to take out a lot of the foods that I love. I used to love so much. Mm -hmm. Now that they're gone, I don't feel good if I eat them or I get terrible breakouts or whatever it is, you know, something will happen. Um, so I don't want to eat it really anymore. But it's been interesting because my aunt will always say, like, 
she's the same way you and I are where I still bake these things for my family that are special, right? Like the Swedish bread at Christmas or whatever it is, the birthday cakes. And she's like, smelling it can be just as good <laughs> as eating it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, Stu, uh, I don't know if I believe you. And then uh, she made my grandma's bread and the kids were eating it. And she goes, okay, I admit, I really wish I could eat that right, <laughs> yeah. right now. I was like, thank you. But but it is just a new way of looking at eating and, and appreciating food in different ways. and trying different things and and it really can be a super positive experience and you find you don't miss a lot of that stuff anymore right you just feel better right well listen speaking of experimentation as you know i am a big fan of getting kids in the kitchen and actually yes. i recall you did a whole series on the website alphamom.com about kids mm -hmm. and cooking which was awesome yeah, yeah. um so i and one thing i hear from some you know listeners and readers periodically is they're kind of like, oh my gosh, like, how do you do this? I'm so worried my kids are going to make a giant mess or light the kitchen on mm -hmm. fire. Mm -hmm. So what would be your, you know, top, like, what's a top tip or two for parents who are really feeling a lot of fear about, you know, letting go of control in the kitchen? Well, so I think a, I think, you know, the biggest thing is that at the different ages and stages of their life, it's a totally different experience for you. And the, for me, you know, when I first started having kids, you have these visions of making cookies with your kids in the kitchen or whatever it is. And like you said, you got to kind of let go of control. Mm -hmm. And that was something that was really hard for me. Um, and I just would have to like breathe and, and be like, it doesn't matter if it's not perfect. And it doesn't matter mm -hmm. if there's flour everywhere. And I just really had to kind of mentally talk myself through that. And I think that's the early stage, but it's so worth it because. The more familiar, if you start early, they'll want to do it. And then if you keep it up, they're going to be familiar with it. And as they get older, it's kind of a natural thing. And that's not to say if you didn't cook with them early, you can't jump in later. Um, but I find I'm really grateful that I kept at it in the early years. Because now that the girls are older, it's really, really awesome how they want to cook. It's just like your girls. They want to cook. They're excited about it. They feel comfortable doing it. And I think it really is just a lot about the mental talk you tell yourself to make mm -hmm. it happen mm -hmm. and, and letting go. And, and letting go is really hard. And especially for me, I mean, having a food blog and photographing my food all the time, that sometimes is hard for me to let go of the perfect, right? right. I don't know. But I just have to because it's more important for them to be getting that experience and cooking. And it is awesome when they oh get older gosh. and they start doing it on their own it's like the coolest thing i mean it's it's convenient but more than anything it's just really it's really cool to see them feel so empowered i love it it is and you know just i'll quickly say that you know this past summer when laura was 13 she actually had like a couple of uh, cake baking gigs like catered mm -hmm. you know where she mm -hmm. was actually pro I was totally stressed out by the way I was like oh yeah. my gosh somebody's paying for this it's got to <laughs> be good and she just executed and was so proud of herself and then yeah. she you know it was great it's so amazing. yeah I just think whether it's you know and every now and then you know she, actually there was one day when she was like oh mom you look so exhausted how about I make dinner and I was yeah. like this is what we've been waiting for, folks. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, I had like this weird car accident. I don't ever talk about it and hardly anybody knows what happened, but I was kind of in bed for a while. I was fine, but it was a little bit weird. Anyway, and yeah, my daughter, Anna, who at the time, it was like two or three years ago, she was like eight. 
she would totally come in and offer to make dinner and she'd make pancakes usually, right? Or eggs or something. And she was really good at it. And it was amazing. And she really did like save me a lot of those nights. It was really, really cool. It's it's awesome. It's amazing. It's so amazing. All right. Well, listen, I have a couple more questions I just want to right. ask you. You know, first of all, uh, we love resources. And I mm-hmm. would love if you have any must check out cookbooks or websites like other than yours, of mm. course, but um, for people who want <laughs> just like doable, fun recipes, any kind of inspiration point would, would love mm. that. That's really good question. I, I find that my, when I want to cook something, um, I often will look at how to cook everything mm. and joy of cooking. Mm-hmm. And I also have a lot of the cooks illustrated and, and um, what's the ATK, ATK America's test kitchen, right? A lot of their books as well. I have like the cooks illustrated, the main book. Those are my main go-tos in terms of like looking like I want to make quiche or whatever. So what are the basics of quiche? And I go read those kind of three sources and then, figure out what, and they often explain why. And so I can kind of like figure out why the recipe is made the way it is so that I understand, I understand it. And then I can go from there. So I feel like in terms of like learning how to do things and figuring things out, I I would say Mark Bittman and America's Test Kitchen. And um, what was the third one I said? Uh, you mentioned um, baking. I think you oh, mentioned yeah. baking joy illustrated of, too. Cooking. And joy of cooking. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Those so, are my favorite. And then, oh, there was something. Oh, and I also love um, Pam Anderson, who worked for Cooks Illustrated a long time ago, and she's published a ton of cooking books. She's amazing. She's wonderful. But she has a book called How to Cook Without a Book. Mm. And I think like every human should read that book. And she actually just did. She published it a long time ago. And in the last year or so, she she revised and did an updated version. And it's awesome because it really... Um, gives you an understanding of food. And I and I find the more experience you have and the more comfortable you feel in the kitchen, it's so much easier to cook and you can kind of like figure things out and throw things together based on what you have. And I think that sense of empowerment in the kitchen is what's going to keep you coming back to the kitchen and, and cooking more often. So I think those are great recs. And I, I definitely want to check that out. I, I agree with you that the more experience you have, I think, you know, obviously you'll get confident and familiar, but yeah. then it also helps you like prevent potential disaster and missteps, right. which right. I will say I've had. I've had, yeah. yeah. I've had, and I know that like uh, when I was recently making by a you know a birthday cake, um, I mm-hmm. was trying a new recipe, and something was not going the way it should have, and so I was able to just kind of think on my feet and switch switch things right. around a little bit, and right. I was like, wow, I'm it. really grateful grateful I can do that because otherwise yeah. this whole thing would have been a total cake wreck. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. And I love, I'm not, why am I not surprised? We have the same like reference books on our, on our cookbook <laughs> shelves. I love it. Those are my favorite. And I have a ton of cookbooks, but those are like the, those are the ones I always go to. They're yeah. just, they just explain everything so well. And then understanding the food is what can get you to where you don't even really need the recipes anymore in a yeah. lot of cases. So that's fabulous. All right. Well, listen, Jane, we, um, sadly need to close. I, I feel mm-hmm. like I could talk to you forever, but I know, I um, know. at the close of each show, uh, you might be, uh, remember that we do something that we call your next edit and mm-hmm. it's an actionable tip that listeners can take away something they can just implement right away. Mm-hmm. So I would love to know what your next edit is as it relates to our conversation today. Hmm, I think, well, two things, if you're not meal planning, try it. It really 
is so freeing. It frees your brain <laughs> mm-hmm. and it, and it, it's the best. I really, and I, I am not naturally organized. I am like your typical artist, creative person. And it has been so, so good for me and our family. Um, so if you're not meal planning, I definitely just try it and figure out your own system, you know, however, however it works for you and be forgiving of yourself. Um, and then to do is sign up. <laughs> Seriously, it's amazing. And start making all these lists and your grocery shopping will be like 100% better. It really, I just can't even, I could go on and on about how, how transformative that's been for me. So give it a try. Christine's onto something and it really can help with your cooking and your food shopping. It's like, it's awesome. So I love it. I love it. Those are two perfect recommendations and just like a wonderful way to close out the episode. So Thank you, Jane, so much for taking the time and coming on the show today. Yeah, I love being here. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Friends, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jane and garnered some helpful nuggets of wisdom to take into your real life meal planning. You'll find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources and related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com. As ever, I would love to hear your thoughts and questions. Come say hello on Instagram or Facebook at edityourlifeshow.com or send an email to edityourlifeshow at gmail.com. I would also be grateful if you would drop Edit Your Life a review on Apple Podcasts or tell a pod-loving friend about the show. Thanks for listening. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wannabe Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.